Hi, this is Art Gab. I'm Kendra. And I'm Ashley. Today, we are excited to have artist Quinn Sweetman as our guest. Artist Quinn Sweetman combines her passion for people and the outdoors with her love of expression. Inspired by the great impressionist, she is drawn mostly by the feeling conveyed in abstract shapes, the flow of line, and sweep of color, as well as the energy in a broad and striking view. I want to convey the unique energy of a subject, whether it be animal, human, landscape, building, or action. Her work can be found at quinnsweetman.com. Quinn, welcome to ArtGab. Thank you. Good to be here. Nice to meet you both virtually. I, I was saying earlier that I uh, really appreciate uh, that you're doing this as sisters. That's really a neat thing. Yeah, it's kind of fun that, um, I mean, technology, the Zoom thing's been around, but I feel like it's being used even more now, which is kind of great. Mm. We could just jump right into it. Um, do you want to describe who you are and what you do? Um, sure. Well, uh, as as you introduced me, um, or Kendra did, <laughs> um, I'm um, primarily an oil painter, and um, I prefer to work um, kind of in the what people call like the impressionist or post-impressionist style. It's kind of where my personality gravitates. Um, though I think um, one of my art mentors, um, Eric Sandrun, kind of decided that there's there's kind of something between impressionism and expressionalism. Uh, expressionism that some of us, I think, maybe Ken, Kendra um, too, or we're trying to go for something that's more like essentialism, that's kind of distilling um, what you see out there, um, in a, in a way that's about what you see, but also kind of, um, putting something of yourself in it, um, and maybe trying to convey a feeling or an energy, um, a little bit more than just, uh, simply trying to show exactly what's there, copy what, what's exactly there. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. That's kind of an interesting thing that it's just, I guess that, just evolve naturally um, in, in about the last 20 years of um, painting, um, focusing more on my art um, and also sketching and drawing a little bit too. I really love to paint um, both landscapes um, and people. Um, I really like to try to bring out something of um, the beauty in each person. And, and by beauty, I don't mean you know, like the, the typical uh, like model thing. I mean, um, something about like a, a way that people look or the gestures, the way they hold themselves. Um, so I've, that and that, then I also <laughs> like to paint flowers uh, because flowers make me happy. And um, even, you know, those two, I'm not trying to copy what I see exactly, kind of just trying to bring out something about the rhythm, the patterns. And I really like that about flowers. I really like that I don't feel, especially don't feel compelled to make them exactly as they are. Oh, and I guess I should say I live in St. John's. This is my <laughs> studio in, <laughs> in St. John's neighborhood of Portland. We've been here about 20 years. Uh, my husband, Andy, and um, two cats. Nice, nice. That that gives us a lot of, I'm just thinking about all the things you just said about trans, um, impressionism, expressionism, and, and transforming things. And, um, and I kept thinking about light and how I feel like the impressionists really were touched by light and, and um, 
anyway, so I see that in your work. Totally. <laughs> I see what you're describing for sure. Um, well, thank you. Do you have like a preference of like painting people versus painting flowers? Or are they just so different and you just depend? If I had a choice, I would pick people just because, I mean, I love flowers and, and gardening makes me happy too. So that's a part of that. Um, but people, there's there's always an energy from people that's just, you know, I mean, it's the first thing we see is somebody's face as babies. And so I've always kind of gravitated most towards towards people. But I love being outside and painting the landscape too. Very cool. And I think um, you mentioned like illustrating and this is, I noticed on your website, you kind of um, were working on a book or... Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, that's an interesting thing that um, I never, I, I think I always thought I, I love like children's books and, and I love the illustrations in those. So I, I always thought, boy, it'd be cool to do something like that someday. And it wouldn't have to be for children. Adults like images too. Um, but um, a friend uh, during the pandemic, she started focusing on her writing a little bit more which was really great because, you know, we, we try to encourage each other and, um, and she started thinking about some of the imagery that might go along with that and asked me to do, um, illustrations for the, it's just a little booklet so far, this, um, called Badger and Coyote. And it's, it's really, I think it's really fun. It's, it's a neat, um, it's a story about the, what it was thought to be a fable about the relationship between badger and coyote and how they, um, hunt together um, and form this partnership that you just would not think it's a, it's a curious friendship because badgers thought to be cranky and focused and coyotes thought to be like a trickster and uh, you know wants to play all the time so um, it was it, that was really neat it was neat and quite a challenge at first I was kind of like what did I get myself into I'm trying to create somebody else's vision what is I didn't even know what a badger totally looked like at first so um but it was really it was fun it was unique and um my friend started her own little um wildwood wildwood view garden press um where she's publishing these little um, kind of short stories of her prose and um did the first one with her and I'm maybe working on another one and then she's got some other local artists and she's looking for other artists to collaborate on some of some of these stories about these I guess it's permaculture which is part of the sustainability principle of um I guess it's called use and value diversity how they use each other's um unique talents to come together because uh, like a a coyote a whole pack of coyotes wouldn't be able to um hunt and, and uh, be as successful at hunting as just one badger and a coyote because the badger has those claws and focus and can dig at the ground and, and the coyote can run very fast to catch like when they come out. So it's just wild. It's such an interesting thing. And I've really been quite happy to be a part of that. That sounds like a neat project. And um I kind of briefly read about it, but it sounds like it's at a local store and everything where you can oh, get it. Oh, uh, yeah, the um, Two Rivers Bookstore in St. John's on Lombard has uh, has some of them right now, uh, and they're a great shop. They've also got a, a yarn shop called Weird Sisters, so I really love it. Oh, that's great. That is really cool. I want to check that out. Um, oh. 
I love coyote stories. Like, yeah. Um, just the, I, I, I mean, you're talking about like the Native American folklore kind of stories, right? Yeah. The trickster, the clever. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. And you had, I was going to say it was a coyote, but I think it was a fox in one of the paintings that I love about your current but again, it's yeah. really like, I like that everything's very mysterious in that scene. It's very Northwest forest. And then there's this little, I think it's a fox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we spent some time up at the San Juan Islands last summer, and um, a fox just came up to me out of nowhere. Just, just this quiet moment, no one around, just this little black fox came up to me, and it kind of felt like, it just felt like, you know, this creature knows so much more than all of us. <laughs> like, he holds the secrets to the to the universe, and um I don't know. I think that's kind of beautiful. The coyote symbol is really beautiful as well. Um, uh, I live by Mount Tabor though. So the coyotes, they, they just, they kind of, they run, they run this area. Uh (laughs) Um, I had no idea that you were in St. John for some reason. I thought you were in Washington. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Are are you nearby too? Or I'm uh, I'm near near Mount Tabor. So on. Oh, you just said that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Near. Like eighty second, basically. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a neat area. We've got some beautiful views, some that kind of natural area just in the middle of the city. Yeah. Well, and you too. The light up there is really beautiful, and it seems like it would be really great for your studio. Um, and I can see the studio behind you. Um, it looks like a really cozy, productive location and place, um, which leads kind of nicely into the next question here. Um, what is your studio like? You want to describe it for people that can't see you now? And and what does your a normal day in your studio look like for you? Well, um, um, I, I don't think there's really like a normal day so much for me because um, because of the what I love to do when I can, you know, that changed a little during the pandemic, but um, is, to, is to get out, um, and paint the landscape if I can. I love having my studio to work on still lifes and work with students and stuff, but um, and to store all this artwork. But <laughs> but um, what a normal day was, especially during the pandemic, before the pandemic, was to get out and paint somewhere, um, maybe outside, but also um, paint models. Um, like it used to come together with other artists and paint. Um, for a while, a friend uh, Zavu at the Art Institute had models, and we were invited to come and join the students there and paint the model, or draw the model. And that was really neat. Um, and then, and Oregon Society of Artists. Um, so that's those are kind of like my ideal days, really, or if I can get out. And I think I really, really appreciate getting some of that energy from other people too. If I'm out painting with other people, um, and then the model being a live person. <laughs> um, and then, but if I'm working on things that are kind of a little more um, introspective, like at the badger and coyote drawings, you know, I'm, I'm usually sitting down, um, which isn't my normal thing to work sitting down, but I sit down and kind of think about it. And maybe I'm looking for imagery to draw from um, and, and create something. And um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I'm kind of missing about the typical day? <laughs> I think that's kind of the typical day. I, I wall painting, I'm not sure if you're considered about the process or whatever, but um, I would set up whether it's in my studio or um, at a model session or outdoors and set up my easel and paints and 
usually I um, try to sketch in with with my paint directly what I'm seeing and try to get it in in fast if I can uh, because the light is constantly changing and uh, and then you know not just the models moods change but ours do and there's so much of you know our energy that goes into that work so I'm generally trying to get my work done if I can in one session uh, sometimes it takes a couple more but uh, to get at least that feeling that general feeling that composition and uh, some of the colors that, that I'm responding to nice so um so it, so you work pretty fast are they um do you work back into them in the studio then though at all or is it mostly just like in plain air it, it depends. I, I would say mostly my favorite paintings are are all about if, if I was in like a zone and there was some sort of flow happening with with and what I responded to. But sometimes I take stuff back into the studio and I think I can fix it. <laughs> it's especially bad if I look at a photo. But um, so I try not to do that most of the time if I'm going back into the studio because it's usually something different that I've created anyway. Um, so maybe I'll just look and say, well, I, I don't think that is reading as something that's coming forward and, you know, maybe try to bring out some more warmth in that area or, you know, push something back um, or just it's too busy trying to calm down an area so that I can focus more on what's important. Uh, but really my, my favorite stuff I would say is really it's done like within a session or two and, and um, from life if I can. And, um, with with like painting real people in real time has that changed with uh, the pandemic and has any um has your work or process surprised you at all due to the like shuts well it's kind of getting back to a new normal but at the beginning of the pandemic and everything mm -hmm. but we did have a I mean we've had yeah it's coming up on two years now so um it's funny because um I think people who knew me since maybe you know the end of high school and college or whatever would think that I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually <laughs> like many people in the pandemic, I've gotten into really appreciating some of that quietude of, you know, not having to go anywhere, not having to do anything mm -hmm. um, or, you know, well, at least having to as far as showing up. Um, so I think that has kind of, that has surprised me. Um, and then um instead of working bigger, like I want to, <laughs> I think I started working smaller just because I was like, Oh, if I can get out because the group opportunities didn't happen, the model sessions didn't happen for probably a year and a half. The model sessions didn't happen. Um, and then if I was going out to paint, you know, it might be one person once in a while. Um, and for a while that didn't even happen, which is kind of funny because, you know, it was outdoors. So it was technically safe, but we didn't really know that. Um, but um, so I think, I, it kind of, I think my work changed a little bit because I was able to um, be a little more thoughtful about it. And like, if I'm in my studio, I really took even more time to kind of sit back from the work and look at it and say, what is this saying? Is it is it saying what I want it to? Um, is it saying something I hadn't intended, but I like it anyway? And should I leave it be? Um, just kind of, I think I, I started focusing a little bit more on the line to some of the, some of them, the line that's that happens and maybe leaving some of like the underpainting showing a bit more. Cause I felt like there was an energy that 
you know, would sometimes get killed if I just kept going. And still, sometimes I find that happens. And then I try to go back in and draw a little or mass in some darks or, or something. But um, so I guess that's the maybe the biggest surprise is that um, just, you know, finding things in my own work that I didn't even really know. And then, you know, I, I do want to start working bigger again. I've, I've done big paintings and I really like them, but kind of just felt like, I think maybe like nesting, just going into this little space with, you know, started doing colored pencil, watercolor stuff. Cause that mm-hmm. was kind of an interesting way to do really small stuff. Maybe I'd be in my car parked at like the St. John's bridge or something when it was cold out and just doing a little sketch and kind of felt like little, I could steal little snippets of time to just do something. And you know, I didn't have to technically be anywhere uh, right then. Uh, it was just an interesting, interesting time. I think it was generally good, even though, you know, I think a lot of us have missed things like, you know, the openings and, <laughs> you know, some people missed entire shows during that, uh, had to do like an online Portland in studios a couple of years ago I did it well first first year I'd done it in a long time and it was the pandemic <laughs> year so that was all online which I should have taken more advantage of I really should have done more online stuff but I haven't I kind of don't want to <laughs> oh that's how we met isn't it yeah was it Portland Open Studios yeah that's I was thinking how did we meet that, right yeah it was they did a really good job even though it was online they, they did yeah really yeah I thought so and I think it taught us, because those of us who weren't doing it, it taught us at least the basic kind of skill. Because, And I I love that I see people posting videos. Um, I've seen you posting your show and seen other people you know, um, showing their process to work and the progress and stuff. And kind of need to get more into that myself. And But but it was good. Portland Open Studios kind of helped train us so that if we want to do it more, we kind of have that ability, which is cool. Yeah, it it's weird though, isn't it? Like social media and art shows, because you want to post a lot um, to get people out to see the shows, and you also want to show that you're proud of your work. But then at some point, if you post too much, it 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 feels like you're trying to replace the show. And I have a my, my feelings towards social media are complex. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I like what you said about uh, your 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 mood changes as well as your model's mood changes. I love that. Like it's true, and and how we see our own artwork that changes over time too. And um, that's that's great that you're you notice that especially especially during the pandemic. I think that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you want do to? You make- have- oh, oh yes. sorry, I just wanted yeah. to ask you. I, I noticed all your beautiful landscapes, and then you had some people in them at um, Augen. Um, and, uh, but do you do work from figures very often or you did probably did at least at one point, but, um, well, okay. So my undergrad thesis was all portraits. Oh um, yeah. Kind of Alice Neal kind of oh. style portraits. And then, um, and then after undergrad, I, I moved into doing landscapes because I kind of saw them as more universal. Um, they're like portraits, but universal uh, not a specific person kind of thing. Um, and, um, oh yeah, the figure. Yeah. That's kind of recent really. Like I, for a long time, I liked the idea of alluding to a figure, not having someone in there, but, um, 
There's something about having a little figure in there that totally changes the scale um, in an interesting yeah. way. Um, and yours, they, they, yours feel like the, the, the space supports the figure. Like it's very much about, I'm looking at this piece here. I mean, it's, gosh, it's beautiful. Um, Thank you. And, and that the sense of movement, the sense of light, and the sense of energy is really lovely. And the whole, the space is really supporting the figure. Um, love that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, um, I, I really like to kind of just, I, I really like everything to be kind of abstracted. But um, with the figures, I feel like even more so, like it's really, it's about them. But sometimes, you know, just a couple of details about the environment that, you know, what she, what she was wearing, I think was really unique. She had these red Doc Martens, you know, and even though I wasn't doing like a detailed thing about them and just the way she was sitting and she had these cool pillows with prints and stuff around her. So that was kind of um, just a, a neat opportunity to play, mm-hmm. play with that stuff. And that was uh, that particular painting, um, the model Mirabelle, she was at um, Oregon Society of Artists and she ended up coming for two sessions. So we had like couple of two hour or sorry three hour uh, sessions with her it was really that was kind of special we don't always get that are you getting out more now that things are starting to open up yeah, can you, you yeah. Might that, but. what's that you might have mentioned that but yeah but not uh it, there really was a there really wasn't much um for a long time I mean there was some I'm glad that there was some some cool stuff but um yeah uh the model thing I, I didn't do it for a whole probably year and a half. So that's a, that's a long time for me um, to not have worked from um, from people from life. But I did here and there, I picked up something that I had started from a model. Now that I think about it, um, I always think I'm going to do that more in the winter. I'm like, here's winter projects, all these unfinished paintings. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to finish these, <laughs> but um I did, I did work on a few here and there, just little things on them. Cause like I said, I'm trying not to kill like that energy that it you know, might've been what was special about what happened from life, but I'm happy to be able to get out a little bit more. Just, it's still not quite the same as far as um, like some of the plein air paint outs that we used to have. Sometimes there would be, you know, 16, 20 people spread out, but um so that that hasn't that's maybe happened like once in the last you know couple of years, and I think there's a few people kind of in small groups here and there who are painting together, which is nice. Um, I've had some of that. Uh, happy that the uh, this coastal paint out that I do every year that happened. That's two weeks, and that did happen. Um, good focus time. This painting at the Oregon coast, Eric Sandgren leads that, and there's a little embedded class, but the rest of the time we're just. Um, just painting all day, every day. It kind of feels like art camp. Is that the one at Yahats? Uh, he's centered it around Yahats the last couple of years. And this year is going to be um, in there. There'll be some Yahats, but this is kind of centered around Newport and the cool. environment. Yeah. So if you're interested, you should check it out. It's, it's just a neat, a neat time. And it kind of like a, such a diversity of painters and drawers and styles. Really, really actually you should do it with me we should go we should do it this year what so what is it is just like is it classes or just like you just he has a, a very small embedded group of people who show up early and do a class with him and i've been a part of that for 
I want to say maybe 15 years, which is really, really nice. I really appreciate that. But mostly it's, um, that's usually full anyway, but um, most of the time it's just that there's a location that you know every day that like Yahats, um, they call it like the North Shore of Yahats, this area with all the big, beautiful rocks. And you show up there and you, there's good parking and, then, and facilities for restroom. But otherwise, most people kind of spread out and then come together for if you want to show what you were doing at five, you can do that. It just kind of people lean their stuff against picnic tables and trees. And it's just fun to see like the difference. Everybody's doing something different and, and where you're coming from and what what you pick. You know, some people like a broad view, some people pick a tree, um, some people end up putting figures in. And uh, and there's no, you know, nothing's due. <laughs> you don't have to show anything. <laughs> just show up and look at it, what everybody else has done. So it feels really like a, a special thing to me. It's not like trying to finish something and get it in a show or anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, cool. you join. It's hard to find that camaraderie. So that's really cool that that exists there. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it. Kind Sorry, Ashley, did I interrupt you? Sorry. Oh, no, I just, that sounds really cool. I didn't know if it was like um, certain levels or if anyone could do it or if it's just a... I, yeah, cool. it's, a, it's a, anyone who's anybody who you know wants to be there and and concentrate, you know, on on painting. And um, I, I've found that sometimes I'll sit behind somebody whose work I like and you know, kind of try to check out what they're doing, which is fun. Um, especially Eric, because Eric Sandgren does really, I think, unique work. So, and he he's one of those people. He's a professor, so he loves to share what he's doing. <laughs> That's always very generous and and fun. Um, but um, there's people of all levels and um, he definitely wants to get more young people coming. So um, you should join also for that reason and encourage people that, you know, to, to show up and, um, and, and join too. Kind of need some new energy. I'm going to say, I mean, it would be cool to go just to see people's process and like kind of snoop around in that way. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, okay, so the paintings are one part of it, but then it's the the event and the process that's like just equally as important, it sounds like. Um, Definitely. I mean, um, people sorry. find out like, for one thing, you know, if you, if you don't do the technical plein air thing as much, you just see what people's setup is, you know, like, what are they hauling around? Do they have an easel? Or are they just sitting down with a sketchbook? Um, and, and that's always fun, you know, what people are painting or drawing or whatever, but I love, yeah, I'm like you, I love to see what people are doing. It's just, it's such a unique thing that everybody chooses something different, different medium, different styles, and then, yeah, different levels of experience. And it's really, I feel like it's very special. And if it goes south, you could just go get ice cream afterwards. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and y'all had a really good ice cream place. There. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the important question now. If you could choose any superpower, what would it be? Well, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it, you know, with the, with the times we've had and just everything that's happening in this world. You know, I thought, boy, it'd be neat if I could have a superpower that was like to get people to actually understand one another more so that, you know, there wouldn't be such terrible things like people killing each other. Um, but I was also, 
thinking, well, wait a minute, they say superpower. And then I start thinking about like superheroes. And I'm like, well, if I can have one just, just for fun, um, I think I'd want to be like a, a shapeshifter. Like I could turn into um, different animals, like a bird and, and fly, you know, high in the sky or um, a sea creature dive into the ocean uh, or a, a great cat run through the forest really fast. You know, just uh, that would be a really cool superpower. That's awesome. I I love these answers because we, we always hear something totally different from each person. Yeah, I I need to listen to more just for, well, I love hearing all of the interviews. I especially loved your one about Emily Carr. I think I told Kendra, but um, it is fun. It's fun to, to hear what people, what their superpowers would be. I love that. So the first one was like just get um, having like a clear understanding of people. Is Getting that what people to understand one another because you, you don't think that so much of kind of the discord and is people just misunderstanding each other like, and their intentions. That's such a big, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you had both. You had like the, and then the shape shifting one. That's well, cool. I thought, you know, the one is, you know, really, if I had to choose, I'd, you know, probably choose the altruistic. But, you know, if you could choose one just for fun, <laughs> something just fun, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Because we had someone say teleportation. Oh. And I was thinking, like, that's cool. But, like, in a way, if you could become a bird, you could fly somewhere. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of along that lines, but you're. Yeah, but I don't know. It's fun to teleportation's about. instantaneous though. There's no travel time. But it would be pretty fun to fly. Teleporting would be cool too, because I wouldn't be late so often. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ashley? Have you come up with a new one? Well, you know, kind of like what Quinn just said, if I had teleportation, I wouldn't be late. And I wouldn't really have an excuse to not be on time because <laughs> I do love my bed and I have a hard time getting out of it in the morning. So that's a good just, And bed is comfortable. Yeah. What about you, Kenra? Have you changed yours up? Um, my memory is really bad. Um, so I would like to, I would like a better memory. Yeah. I know there's some downsides to that too, but. Currently, that's what I wish I had. It's better memory. <laughs> or you could like, maybe you have a memory that you could turn off certain things that you don't want to remember. <laughs> selective memory. Sharper selective memory. There you go. Okay. Well, Quinn, what is, uh, what's your superpower that you already have? Well, I was thinking about that and um, I think, are you a Virgo too? Did I hear that in one of the episodes? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm a fellow Virgo, so I I feel like it's a superpower that I've learned to not be a perfectionist. Like I've definitely learned to see beauty in the in in perfection and in my art and uh, and in other people. Just to kind of consider that everybody kind of has their special um, thing that they contribute, and sometimes those things, even you know, you may dislike somebody on one level, but you really admire something else they do or they admire something you do and you can, you can um, help each other. You can make each other better. Um, so I, I feel like that's kind of a superpower, <laughs> but it's not really, 
you know, shape-shifting or saving the world or anything. <laughs> Still very important. I mean, how's your list, your list game? Is it strong <laughs> making lists? <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like I can make pretty good lists, but whether or not I uphold to them or they keep getting transferred, <laughs> they're kind of a mess. Yeah. Are you better about that? Does it Virgo? I used to be. Now I kind of have brushed that aside. But yeah, there's definitely funny things, little quirks, you know, about that sign, I guess. <laughs> I love how, how, okay, now it's Virgos talking about their different <laughs> listing styles. <laughs> I feel like I feel kind of um, like an oddball a little bit. <laughs> What's your sign again, Kenna? It's Sagittarius, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know what that means exactly, okay. but. <laughs> That's a good one. Wait, Sagittarius? That early December? Yeah, right? Uh, yep, November early. November 27th. Yep, yeah. But I was early, so yeah. I, I just, I think I, I know I've heard the Virgo thing. Virgo's lists, organized. So I admire that greatly. They say it's a yeah. Sorry, Ashley? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying <laughs> I, I've definitely lost it. I think that's part of age too. I just, you know, you start not giving so much, you know, <laughs> heck about, um, about everything. It's part of it. But what, uh, you feel like you're, do you still like to make lists or? When I was younger, now I, I, I've relaxed a lot, but I still really love to organize things. If I have a moment to organize a drawer, I'm all about that. Your labels are really nice. You have some nice uh, labels. Label. Yeah. But I, yeah, then there's the whole like your your moon, your rising sign. So it could get it could get very <laughs> detailed. Yeah. Didn't they say that your is it your rising that is maybe more of what you become later or more of what you are at some point? So it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like so, sun rising, um, midhaven, and uh, moon sign. No, what's the last one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> moon, sun, and rising, right? <laughs> There's going to be people yelling at the like. Um, after we'll this, we'll all go look, okay? Yes. <laughs> um, we, we won't earn any money by doing readings. Right. <laughs> to make up for it, maybe I'll put Let's a see. link on our website to a really good site. Nice. So what, what's your superpower then? Did, did, we, did you say? Oh, what? Oh, I don't know, Ashley. What is your, well, your superpower is organizing. That's My superpower, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. What's my superpower, actually? Just um, I know it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Like how to explain it? Um, Great. You're kind of like a jack of all trades. Like you go in and go for it. Like if there's something to be done, you will find a way to get it done. I definitely wear a lot of hats and have a lot of things going on (laughs) juggling a six-year-old is pretty talent pretty like that's a lot of talent (laughs) 
I muted us. I muted myself right before he slammed into the door back there. That was great timing. <laughs> you have perfect timing. You you planned yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, hey, there's one more question. Are you ready, Quinn? Sure. Do it. Okay. Um, what is next for you and what are you really excited about? Well, um, next, aside from, um, and what I'm excited about, I guess, too, is um, the weather warming up so I can feel more comfortable getting outside and plein air painting a little bit more. Um, of course, I'm excited to get back, um, paint the St. John's Bridge. That's in my neighborhood. And, you know, I can, I can do that, but I mostly right now it's kind of a little cold for me. So I would do it for a brief time. Um, or like I said, just taking out my sketchbook a little bit in my car recently um, with like the watercolor pencils, but it'll be fun to, and, and hopefully as things open up, there'll, there'll be more people kind of joining in, in those. Um, but I am hoping also to, in my studio to do some big, actually do some more big paintings. It's been a long time since I've done anything that was very big, but I really had fun one time. I did these five foot tall, five, four foot paintings. And that was, that was really neat. Uh, I liked being able to just step back and use like a long brush. Um, so I have some, um, like I did some sketches when we traveled recently um, in uh, France and Croatia, but we were, you know, I was traveling with my husband. So we were kind of on the go constantly looking at the uh, architecture, people watching and, you know, going to museums. So I only got to do a couple really small things in that whole trip, but um, I have some beautiful references for like um, the upper Normandy coast where Monet painted like uh, Etretat, the beautiful white cliffs and, um, and uh, some ideas of some Paris rooftops. Cause I kind of liked those. Um, so some big things. And then I love to backpack and hike. Uh, so um, I've done a little bit of work on site for that, but it's usually small, like watercolor sketches, but I'm hoping to do some big, like um, Wallowa Mountain Meadows and um, maybe maybe some stuff from um, the Wildwood Trail over here across from St. John's. Um, oh, and I'm doing a, another uh, project with my friend Angela Goldsmith. She's the writer who did the Badger and Coyote. It's one on the Great Gray Owl. So that'll be interesting. I haven't started looking up the imagery or anything, but uh, the idea is that it's this silent ghost that's uh, really a unique um, animal here in the Northwest. And so we need to, I like her writing about it. So we need to cut up here, um, some drawings with, with her writing. Oh, one more thing. That's right. <laughs> Salty teacup. This, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a really great shop here in St. John's. Uh, they just started this, um, called the Creative Cup Gallery um, in their backspace, this beautiful space where they're showing um, original art and um, have some art in there. And uh, so I'm excited about that. That's kind of a new thing and um, it's neat to be able to show right in my neighborhood. Awesome. Salty teacup. I love that name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah isn't it great? <laughs> I don't get to St. John's area very often, but it's really, really cute. Like there's a lot of fun little places around there. I was kind of thinking of you too. You guys mentioned earlier about you work a lot with light. Um, are you just as excited as I am about day, like the light, the days getting longer? Yes. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. 
it's been uh it's been interesting i think it's you know if we take advantage of that kind of indoor space and you know nesting or whatever i guess it can be good but i'm still always shocked like the first two or three months that it's so dark so early so i can't wait for more light you know it's like 10 o'clock and still light out that'll be great Absolutely. By the way, when's the show at the Salty Teacup? Um, it's it's up right now, um, but they're uh, only open for like, walk-ins on Saturdays from noon to three. But um, they'll gladly, if anybody wants to contact me, um, as long as I can be in the backspace while they're operating their shop or whatever, I can show people any time if you want to get a hold of me or get a hold of them and, uh, and they'll uh, arrange to show show the space. The paintings that are back there. We should totally do that, Ashley. Next time you're up, check it out. And uh, we usually ask this at the beginning of the episode, but we could always move it to the top. Um, are, you watching, are you watching anything great right now? Uh, it, it's so funny. It's become such a part of our life for so many of us, isn't it? Right. <laughs> um, I just started watching um, that uh, Gilded Age. The new uh, Julian Fellows, uh, you know, he's a Downton Abbey creator. Just started watching that. Only two episodes in um, on HBO, I guess. Um, that's that's really fun. What about you? I just started watching that oh, too. Yeah. So we'll have to check. We'll have to check in again about <laughs> if we like it oh, or yeah. not. So far, it seems kind of fun. I like the the old time roads and the um, the costumes and all that stuff. Yeah, love those costumes. How many episodes have you watched? I'm only like on the first episode and I was kind of listening in the... I watch TV where I'm like usually doing something and listening kind of and watching. But um, so I usually have to go back and watch it again (laughs) once or twice. But um, yeah, so I'm not too far into it. I think it gets more interesting. Um, I think we might actually... I might be three episodes into it. So it's the characters are starting to develop a little bit more. Um, like the woman who's um, the writer who she brings home, who bailed her out when she was, they stole her train ticket and um, her character. It's really neat to see her character character developed as an African-American woman in that time. So, yeah. I'll look forward to talking to you about it more. <laughs> Important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, I was going to ask you, is Gilded Age, is it British? No, it's actually about, um, that's kind of a neat thing that Julian Fellows is British and, you know, Down Abbey was so British, but this is actually in America, New York, mm. um, early, I guess it's kind of just after the Civil War, uh, but when a lot of the big, um, I don't know what they called them, mansions and stuff were being developed and, you know, the new money. So there's this whole new money versus old money thing that's really kind of, fascinating that you know there was this snobbery against the people who even were like you know the Rockefellers and all of that um so that's part of an interesting storyline oh interesting I think I've got as far as like she lost her train ticket and then all that so that's kind of like the first Mm -hmm. part of it right yeah yeah Yeah. I'm watching safe right now have you seen that safe I don't think so it's it's funny. I, I think it's British, but it has Michael C. Hall in it. And I don't think 
I think his accent's fake. I'm like the worst person to ask that. <laughs> um, so was, you, he's the guy that played Dexter. Y'all. Oh, yeah. I only saw a little of that, but he's good. He's good in that. Yeah, so. he's very brooding and it's kind of a mystery. So it's good. Oh, what what's it? What's the central? Um, uh, what can I say without giving things away? Um, it's, it's about, it's about people that live in this gated community and kind of how their stories overlap. Um, and, um, something that kind of pushes the, the story forward is there's a missing girl. So his daughter is kind of missing. And so it's, there's all these other things happening, but that's kind of the central thing. And he's trying to find her. There's a love story and murder and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, thank you. Hey, you know what? Thanks for that. Thanks for that um, suggestion on that show. And thank you so much for meeting with us tonight, Quinn. Well, thank, thanks for yeah. uh, including me. This is really neat. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And I, uh, here I am saying guys. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> offensive now. But I appreciate you I ladies, you, women. It's hard. What's up? Oh, I, I do, do that too. It's hard okay, to. It's not just. It's y'all. Is a, y'all. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all's better. But I appreciate y'all taking me the time to include me in this and nice to get to know you a little bit both of you how do we how do we miss that though where are you from originally well I, mean, I was born in British Columbia but I I grew up in Minneapolis um okay. Minnesota. yeah did I see that you had some sort of Midwest connection to school or something I went to school in Madison and Christopher's oh. family's from Nina Wisconsin so it's a yeah a deep respect for the Midwest <laughs> And Minneapolis, oh, lovely, lovely city. Yeah, yeah, I really, I like it. I've lived here for almost 25 years now, so I feel like this is definitely home, but uh, there's something I like about that city too, but definitely like Portland more these days. I mean, we have such natural beauty all around us. We're, we're so lucky and such a great artist community here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, thank you uh, for joining us. You could follow us at stumptowncreative.com and you could also find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram is our ArtGab PDX. So thank you and have an art-filled day. <laughs> <laughs>